A white man? No! Welcome to the Ends Up as a White Man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we're back with another Criminal Minds recap. I didn't remember this going in, and you had rewatched it before me, and you were like, don't worry, it's very silly. And very silly is... <laughs> doesn't even begin to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, this is the eyes have it, and not the eyes like you're voting yes, if that's what you're thinking. Eyes Like the Eyes on Your Head mm-hmm. have it, which originally aired November 4th, 2009. And it's a Halloween-y one. It sure is. I don't know if it's supposed to be scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's off-putting. I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so this one um, opens up and there's a guy and he's filling uh, a cooler, like a little carrying cooler with ice. And he like sterilizes a spoon and mm-hmm. some knives, but like, you know, like murder knives. Yeah. Like not normal like, knives. Not like-, <laughs> like the ones you like roll up. Roll uh, up in leather. Yeah. Yeah. Some Dexter knives mm-hmm. uh, in the back of a van. So we're like, okay, well, clearly this is the bad guy. <laughs> um, he drives to a parking garage where he watches um, some people leaving. I think it's a theater I don't yeah, know. it they're, seems like a movie theater or something. Yeah, they're maybe. leaving a building, and there's two girls that are talking about how they have to get home by curfew and everything. Um, they enter the parking garage, and first they get like alarmed by just a regular drunk guy. Yeah, um, also alarming. Yeah, but like, come on, ladies, I get it. They're supposed to be really young, but a parking garage at night, like, let alone a parking garage stairwell, which is what they start going up. Right, like, be on your guard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we know what happened the last time they were in a parking garage. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then they get attacked by the unsub. Um, and then we cut over immediately to Morgan, who's having coffee with Tamara, mm-hmm. who's the hot sister, whose mm-hmm. name I've decided I need to know now because yeah. she she comes <laughs> she's back. back. I forgot that she. Yeah, she's arc. around for a little while. Yeah. Uh, she ca- thanks him for coming to the hearing. Um, and tells him that he's the only person keeping her sane and asks him out for a drink and then gives him a necklace that had belonged to her brother. Nope. 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 I just, I wrote, get out, Morgan. I wrote, gross. Don't take William's stuff, Morgan. This is bad. Like, this is all kinds of red flags Mm -hmm. here. But he's just like, wow, that's so nice of you. I'm like... This woman is not in a state where she needs to be asking people out on dates. Uh Also, I refuse to believe that they have had a hearing this Already? Yeah. It's been like a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very true. That's not how fast the justice system (laughs) works. This is Um, insane. I did love that Morgan had a stylish little suit with no tie on. I was wondering if he was dressed up for the hearing or if he was dressed up for his new job title. I think the hearing. He would never dress up for work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, the rest of the team is super confused about Hotch stepping down, um, mm-hmm. and Strauss sits down and has a meeting with Morgan. Um, she and Hotch both try to give Morgan Hotch's office. Yeah. Weird. And uh, Morgan's like, no, that's Hotch's office. I'm going to stay here in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, you, you need an office. Yeah, that you doesn't need a, work. You can't a good do your working job that space. Way. And they're like, no, that's where Hotch belongs. Yeah. They're like, okay, what sure. That? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he just really wants to get to work on this new case that they have. Yes. yes. 
So we learned that in Oklahoma City, um, two 17-year-old girls and a 60-year-old man have all been found dead. So they finally have like the victim photos up on their like working board or whatever, because it's hard to see the girls in the parking garage. It's very dark. And, yeah. Like the, the camera cuts back and forth and stuff. Prolific Hallmark Christmas movie actor Emily, right there at the beginning, our first casualty. Really? Yeah, Jen Lilly. She is in a huh. bunch of Hallmark stuff. Well, she was. She's recently jumped ship with the Crazy Christians over to the new thing with Candace Cameron, like the whole, that's for my other podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, she's also in this really great, horrible Christmas movie on Netflix called The Spirit of Christmas, where she falls in love with a ghost, and it is bonkers and amazing and one of (laughs) the most acid trip things you'll watch in your whole life and it's just chef's kiss of crappy christmas movies so if you need a little christmas fix the spirit of christmas with jen lily she's come so far from girl killed in parking garage (laughs) but when i saw her know that her career is at an interesting trajectory (laughs) sure has whenever she uh, whenever i saw her headshot up on the wall i was like (gasps) (laughs) Jen Lilly of the Spirit of Christmas and Mary Mingle or Mingle All the Way or something. It's so bad, but yeah. Nice. Uh Uh Mingle All the Way. Uh, All right. Sorry. (laughs) So both Jen Lilly and the other girl (laughs) and this guy um, were all... they all had their eyes removed, mm-hmm. but the girls were killed by having the carotids cut and the man was bludgeoned to death. Right. Um, and we are told by Reed that this Ed sub is an enucleator. Everyone is like, oh my God, there's a word for that. Anyway, here's all the facts you need to know about enucleators. And I'm like, you knew all this stuff, but you didn't know that there was a word for that. <laughs> um. So we get to learn that these types of killers are typically disorganized and sloppy, and while they got they gouge the eyes out, they typically don't take them with them mm. like this killer has. Um, Morgan says that he chose this case because of the rapid escalation and tells the team to meet on the plane in 30. I was like, come on, no, Morgan. Not even a wheels up. Not even a wheels up. Yeah. Let's meet on the plane in 30. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, the unsub, <clears throat> meanwhile, we see him preserving the eyes of the latest victim in the refrigerator. Yeah. Which is gross. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. don't. Don't keep them. Don't keep your eyes <laughs> in the fridge where you keep your food. <laughs> <laughs> Have a separate fridge for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we get our first quote. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. Matthew 529. And we went with the King James. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Um, all of the victims have different colored eyes, we learn, so the team rules that out as a factor. Uh, they say that enucleator, a word that they are all now going to use ad nauseum through the rest of the episode, mm-hmm. usually suffer from delusions, and they think that he may have been institutionalized, but then recently released. So um, I'm sure there's a list that they can look up really quickly about that. So Yes. Uh, they've got more uh, Garcia on that, and Morgan sends Prentice to the dump site of the first victim, Rossi to the latest crime scene, and Hotch and Reed to go dig up everything they can on the first victim, mm-hmm. which also seems like a Garcia job, but sure, sure, we need two people on that. But you know what is interesting? Like he starts doling out the jobs, but he like does it wrong or whatever the first time because everybody's like. Morgan has to stay behind. Like, Morgan tries to send himself out in the field. Yeah, he wants to go with Rossi, but JJ, like, is, reminds him that, like, they need to go meet with the girls' families yeah. or something because they want to talk to the team leader. And so 
Uh, it's like the new pecking order is very unsettling for everyone. They're like, no, this yeah. isn't how it, this is so unnatural. Hot should be staying behind, not going out in the field. Yeah. Morgan in the office. Ah. What's happening? <laughs> Uh, so Reed and Hotch meet with the local detective and immediately realize that the kill zone is l- larger than a normal serial killer's. Mm-hmm. They're like, the last episode, he was kidnapping people from New Mexico and yeah. taking them back to Arizona. Mm-hmm. So we, what's, what's a normal kill zone? Look, how dare you refer to a recent case we've solved? <laughs> we can't That's use true. the knowledge we already have to inform what we're currently working on. We start fresh each time. That's true. <laughs> You know, that's the whole thing with profiling is you don't ever want to pay attention to anything that's previously happened to take that into account. Yeah. History means nothing. No. Um, Garcia, meanwhile, has found no hits on recently released mental health patients with a history of eye gouging in Oklahoma City. Right. (laughs) The perfect list. Yes. (laughs) Like, what if he lives in a suburb? There right. are other places Just beyond in- the city. I personally live across the street from the city limits of our city. So would I fall outside if I happen to be in a nucleator that lives across the street from the city limits? Yeah, they'd be like, sorry, there's no way to find this person. <laughs> she moved literally across the street from her old house and now she no longer She's exists. Fallen off the face of the earth. Yes. Um, yeah, so there was only one hit on somebody with an eye assault, but he's in jail still. Mm-hmm. So Nobody or nothing helpful there. Uh, the detective is like, huh, I wonder what he's doing with the eyes. <laughs> and Reed's like, well, they wouldn't last very long because of like, they're just, you know, the way that they're made and they mm-hmm. would just kind of like dissolve into mush after a while. So he might be eating them. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the detective is like, what? <laughs> and Reed just gives his little like shrug and grin. Like, yeah, well, you know, it's a thing that happens. <laughs> this poor detective is like, what the fuck have yeah. I gotten myself He's into? He's rightfully horrified, yeah. as am I, by having to hear this conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to, a, <laughs> immediately cut to a great shot of the unsum eating hard-boiled eggs with a fork. And you're like, clearly you're a psycho because yeah. that's not how you eat a hard-boiled egg. But he's like mashing, mashing the whites down, like yeah. it's an eyeball. And they're not, hard-boiled is like a loose term for what is happening with these eggs because they're just barely boiled into their hardened state soft boiled yeah it's like a ramen egg yeah yeah they're trying to make them seem real mushy like an eyeball for sure yeah so that you have a second of like wait did they just say something about eating eyeballs yeah like no it's very clearly it's it's a great cut it's it's like an unnatural amount of hard-boiled eggs on a plate for one person to consume in a single sitting. There's like six eggs. The only time you eat that many hard-boiled eggs is when they've been deviled and they no longer (laughs) count. Have you ever seen that tweet that's like, hey, you want to eat a half a dozen hard-boiled eggs? It's like, absolutely not. They're like, what if they're deviled? (laughs) Yes. That is me 100%. It's like the same, do you want to eat like six cheese sticks? Like, no, that's a lot of cheese. What if we deep fry them and serve them with marinara? Absolutely. That'll be a great start before my meal. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so JJ and Morgan uh, go to meet with one of the girl's sister who explains that due to their religious beliefs, they can't leave the house during their morning period. They have Mm -hmm. to stay um, indoors. Um, or at home, they. She also says that they need to find Bina, the sister's eyes, before they're able to cremate the body, or her sister's spirit will never be able to rest. It's like this is why I'm glad I have no belief system because there's nothing extra keeping me stressed yep. out. <laughs> I have enough to be stressed out about. 
Um, so Hotch reports that the first victim, whose name is John, had a history of drunken behavior, but nobody, none of his like, you know, acquaintances or anything knew anyone who had a grudge against him. Mm-hmm. Um, he disappeared after leaving a bar and was dumped out on a remote farm road. Mm. So they're like, well, it's got to be somebody who would have been familiar with that road. Yeah, because so, it's not like on a map or something. Yeah, somebody yeah. who like lives near it. They're like, well, there's a, it's a place you could narrow down. Yeah. <laughs> there's probably not that many people that live near that remote farm road. Mm-hmm. Within the city limits of Oklahoma right. City, because that's the only place <laughs> that we're looking. That's right. Yeah. Well, I wonder which section of Oklahoma City is made up mostly of remote farm roads. Yeah. Yeah. If you're from the city proper, <laughs> please <laughs> weigh in on this, because we've learned um, from that Washington, D.C. debacle that we don't know anything about you. Yeah. Not as much as we thought we did. I, uh, the quadrants. Yes. <laughs> Who knew? (laughs) Not me as someone who only ever went to the Smithsonian (laughs) portion of D.C. It's not the way I, a tourist, navigated the city. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So uh, Rossi says that he's got a bad feeling about this guy because of the strategic nature of the girl's murders. He seems to be getting more organized, whereas a typical typical enucleator would be devolving, Mm -hmm. you know, because all of their unsubs just devolve rapidly. (laughs) That's why they get called in. Yeah. So he's concerned that it's going to be really difficult to get ahead of this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, The ME calls the team in to let them know that while John's eyes were torn out, the girl's eyes were removed cleanly. Mm -hmm. And Reed said that he wouldn't destroy the eyes after uh, taking such care to remove them. So he must be keeping them as trophies of some kind. Mm. Um, so then we see the unsub transferring the eyeballs into another jar and cleaning his tools. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. And this was only at this point that I was like, oh, that's why he's bringing the cooler <laughs> for the eyeballs. <laughs> for the eyeballs. Yeah. Nice. thought maybe he was like sitting and having a drink while he was waiting or something. I don't know what I was. drinking his Van Buren. <laughs> it's another Van Buren boy just kicking back. <laughs> we should just change the name of our pod. The unsub is a Van Buren boy. <laughs> Um, so then we cut to a group of people who are just doing a midnight trail run, I guess, because that's... <laughs> Along a completely dark path, not a single lamp post in sight. They're just in the woods, in the dark. Not a headlamp, nothing. No, no headlamps. It doesn't make this any sense. This isn't what you do. No. If you trail run Mm-mm. or hike. If you're in the woods, you're going to have a light of some kind. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. But they're just Even if running there's full no murder, speed. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> running full speed for their normal nighttime, full dark yeah. sprint through the woods. Nobody's wearing anything. Reflect- I guess there's no light. But still, <laughs> if you're going to run when it's even remotely dark, you yeah. should be wearing reflective gear. All of this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the women falls behind the group a little bit. So And so they just dead. leave her. She's dead. So like, yeah. sure, sure. That's what you do when you're all doing your nighttime pitch black run this somebody not, gets behind and you just let you, them out of sight if you are going to join a running group of any kind <laughs> and they suggest this do not join that group no no this is a dangerous group of people to hang out with yes uh the unsub trips and kills her and walks away with the cooler and we can only assume her eyeballs as well it's very quick it's a very quick in and out yeah yeah so tracy we learn mm-hmm. that's her name is indeed dead with no eyes yes and um Garcia is told to compile a list of all of the eye doctors with malpractice suits. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, because it's got to be an eye doctor. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Garcia wants to know how Morgan is doing and Reed and JJ uh, assure her that he's doing a good job. But JJ is like, you know, there is something that you could do for him, but we don't get to know what that is yet. No. Um, at the scene of Tracy's murder, Hotch Prentice and Morgan deduce the unsub uses blitz attacks because he can't charm his intended victims. Hotch finds the tripwire and Morgan has the realization that his behavior is reminiscent of that of a big game hunter. Yeah. So I was like, can we pick a lane? Is this a big game hunter? You just said it might, what you thought it was a doctor. Is it a doctor who does big game hunting for fun? Maybe one of those guys, rich guys that goes on safari. Maybe it must be. Um, so uh, Rossi keeps harping on the fact that the unsub keeps getting more efficient, which mm-hmm. is totally out of character for what they would typically think of yeah. for an enucleator. Uh, JJ tells Morgan that the case is getting national attention and they're starting to call him the eye snatcher. <sighs> Another horrible That's name. That's a horrible name. Who on the writing team is coming up with these? I want to have a conversation with I you. I know. Just I came a up little with a more brainstorming. Oh, I would love to hear, to hear my you. other you're, options. You were really great at coming up with names for things. <laughs> we could have gone with the retina robber, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. the pupil plunderer, <laughs> or the binocular bandit. <laughs> I love the alliteration in all of them. I know. That's really Even great. Even the enucleator <laughs> is a better name. Yeah. The eye snatcher is awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so mad because she says it like it's like a scandal. She's yeah. like... They're calling him the eye snatcher. He should have been like, well, that's a terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't have come up with anything better. <laughs> These are writers by profession. What I are know. they doing? <sighs> so JJ and Hotch tell Morgan that he needs to stop avoiding Strauss's calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rossi tells Hotch that Morgan is going to be great as the chief and wonders what will happen when he's asked to step back down once he's proven himself a great leader. Like, listen, Morgan is already a better boss than Hotch. He's a charismatic person who seems like a real human being. And he's done a great job so far. Yeah. But also, I feel like once Morgan has to start doing all the paperwork, once Hotch is like, can I be the paperwork guy again? Morgan's going to be like, absolutely, yes. What they should do is just split the job and have Hotch do all the paperwork and Morgan actually speak to people. That would be a great plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're not going to do that, though. Uh, So we see the unsub sharpening his eyeball scoop. (laughs) His melon baller. (laughs) Like That's just a melon baller (laughs) that's sharpened on one side. Yeah. That's kind of what my... um, measuring spoons look like though and i'm gonna throw them away <laughs> and never use them again i think because that's like what mm-hmm. the tablespoon one looks like yeah. exactly nope and nope. i hate it nope yeah uh jj gives a press conference yes we're, so we're going back and forth between press conference and yes. profile now shall i jump in go ahead all right so we believe that our unsub may have known his first victim yet the rest were random most enucleators have a mental disorder and are frenzied and sloppied when they attack. This one has more control. We are not calling him by any nickname. He is simply a murderer that the FBI is trying to apprehend. He's simply a guy out there snatching eyes. I, we're not going to give him a cutesy nickname, though. <laughs> he lays in wait to kill his victims, knows how to cut them so they bleed out. This indicates that he might have a hunting background. We're urging citizens to be hypervigilant at night. He is killing in different areas of the city in public places. His large kill zone could be related to some kind of travel pattern in his life, which indicates his comfort in these neighborhoods. And when one of the local people is like, why all of a sudden is he killing people every day? And I was like, honey, because the BAU has arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Because it would be real boring if they had to sit around for two weeks waiting for him to kill again. (laughs) 
drives the plot along. (laughs) We only have 50 minutes here. Uh, But the BAU says the escalation might be caused by a self-imposed timeline. He has to murder so many people, take so many eyes to accomplish a task. And then the local asks, so he's crazy, but he's got a mission. Actually, yes. He's acting on a delusion that's fueling his murder spree. For example, a man named Herbert Mullen. He had a fear of a catastrophic earthquake hitting California. He believed that by killing people and offering their blood as a sacrifice to the earth, he could prevent an earthquake. He was a paranoid schizophrenic, and his delusion led him to kill 13 people. It is actually a fairly like, coherent example, slightly related, right? Yeah. Not the eye snatching, but the M.O., and so I am not familiar with Herbert Mullen, so I looked him up. Yeah. He actually overlapped with um, Kemper oh. and it caused a lot of confusion between the two of them that because makes they were killing at the same time. But he's way less well-known and he killed way more people than Edmund Kemper. So probably, I don't know, maybe it was just like less, less brutal. brutal and grisly and horrifying. He's also less terrifying to look at. Like Oh. Yeah. You know, Kemper is so huge and towering and terrifying. Yeah. And this is like a little scrawny guy with like long 70s hair. But he recently died. So we can all take comfort in that. Yeah. Anyway, as the Unlike local... Unlike BTK. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> BTK is also dead. <laughs> <laughs> then the local guy gets them back on track and says, so what should we be looking for? Yeah. We're out on the street. Like, like, so should we be looking for Herbert Mullen? <laughs> or you spent a lot of time talking about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we believe he's a white male, 27 to 35. We believe he's driving a van or pickup truck with a removable cap, something utilitarian that can get bloody and wash out easily. He may also have applied for hunting licenses. He has some sort of medical or surgical training, but fell short of making a career out of it. He may have been in a halfway house or may have been granted leave from a treatment facility. Maybe his family moved him away and now he's back. If you know anyone who fits these types of scenarios, please call the tip line. Um... Our unsub kills at night, employs hunting tactics, and is patient. He will wait until he can be alone with his victims. Or make them alone, as we are about to see. Yeah. Um, So Morgan finally answers Strauss's calls, Mm -hmm. stops dodging him, calls her back, um, and briefs her on the investigation. And, like, you know, like... At first, he's like, like they're like, you have to call, you have to call her back. Like you can't dodge her calls forever. Mm-hmm. And Morgan's like, I don't want to call her. And Hatch is like, it it's better just to get it over with. And mm-hmm. they're all like really down on her and stuff. And he like gives her the thing. She's like, so you're not really any closer to catching the guy. And he's like, no, we really, we don't have anything. And she's like, okay, well, I just wanted to check in and make sure you have everything you need. I'll call you again tomorrow. Yeah, and you're like. like Oh, okay. Oh, so like normal boss stuff? Seems really positive and encouraging. Checking Um, in on a new manager as upper level management seems... uh, Seems like a normal thing They're like, God, what a drag. (laughs) Like, look, we're... And this is hard to look at objectively because as a rewatch, we've seen Strauss be terrible. Yeah. So this is just like normal upper level stuff that I'm like... Yeah, they're like, God, what a bitch. As the (laughs) unit chief, you could have taken 30 seconds forever ago to answer that call and had it not be a big deal yeah but yeah yeah so strauss is fine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh but yeah the unsub watches a couple in the park they're like 
sitting on a bench mm-hmm. talking about their dreams and what they're going to do with their lives. They're going to like, get oh, the- you're so dead. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get the paper tomorrow and circle those classified ads. Yeah. Oh, shucks. You're like, this is not 1952. <laughs> In 2009, we were using Craigslist to look for a job. Let's be real here. Right. Have you checked monster.com? Because right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a thing. In 2009. <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, unsub goes and like, he just goes to all of the like light, like electrical boxes <laughs> by the streetlights and just turns them off. One at a time. Just one at a time. And they're like, what's that strange man doing? Why is he turning the lights off? But they just sit there. They just sit there. And like, think about it. Get the hell out of there, people. Yeah. If Look, I'm sitting there in a park. Nobody even has to be turning the lights off. And if I, I see, just see another a, person, yes. I'm going to go. They're in a night. It's another nighttime park ex- escapade. I don't know what all these people are doing hanging out in parks at night. Especially when there's been now four murders <laughs> in this area. Were they not watching the press conference? No, I'm going to sit there and talk about my dreams at home. Yeah. <laughs> in the safety of my own home. Uh-huh. Uh, the woman tries to run to the car through the woods. Mm-hmm. She does not do a good job. No, they I, never do. At first I was like, okay, they're trying. Like the guy is trying to get her out yeah. and... And then I was like, Jesus, I think her name's Sandy. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, just run to the fucking car, Sandy. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> um, She's waiting around, like, calling his name out into the dark. Like, sure, just lead the killer right to you, Sandy. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, she trips and falls down. The unsub kills the man and then approaches her wearing night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be like, ah, so that's how he's doing it in the dark. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. You just said he was a big game hunter. I'm sure he has night vision goggles. Yes. Anybody can get those at Walmart. <laughs> um, Morgan slept at the police station the night before with a, pil- a pillow and a blanket that he found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess. I don't know. Uh, maybe this, he brought it with him. I don't know. <laughs> this office that he's just using, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this office he'll take. Yeah. Uh, Rossi's like, Hey, you can't do this anymore. You have to like actually go to the hotel and get a good night's sleep because you're going to be useless. Uh, Morgan's frustrated because their doctor slash hunter slash mental patient profile (laughs) is absolute nonsense and getting them nowhere. Uh, Rossi's like, no, you just have to trust the profile. Do you trust the profile? No. Or, uh, Morgan's like, yes. And you're like, but you guys are wrong all the time. Uh, the detective and Hotch come in to announce that there are two more bodies, a man and a woman this time. Mm-hmm. So they all head to the park to go check it out. Um, Prentice suspects that the unsub is using some sort of night vision aid, mm. like a scope. Like a hunter would use. Yeah. Like, I, why would he be using a scope, scope if he's not using a gun? Again, I don't. I love to imagine him carrying a giant rifle with a scope around just for scope purposes. <laughs> right. Can you get a scope without the rifle attached? Isn't I'm, yeah, I'm sure you can. It just would, would you, why wouldn't you just use binoculars <laughs> you or you know, bit. night vision goggles? Do scopes have night vision? I don't I guess there's night vision scopes probably. Probably. Damn it, why don't we know anything, why about, anything guns? about guns? Why didn't I think about this before? We had people we could have asked about this. Yeah. I'm just imagining that they bought a night vision scope that goes on a rifle but are either carrying a <laughs> rifle with the scary. scope or just carrying the scope. Like yeah. like a monocle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just it up to a side. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, why wouldn't you just say like, like night, night vision yes. goggles? I know. <laughs> 
Um, they note that this time the man's eyes aren't missing. He mm-hmm. had injured his one eye. There was like a laceration from the fight or his attempt to escape or something. And he didn't bother to take the other one. Mm-hmm. And Hotch wonders if he needs the whole set. And Morgan has an epiphany. <gasps> what an epiphany it is. Yes. The unsub could be a taxidermist. You're like, yeah, that makes more sense than an eye doctor. <laughs> yeah. An eye doctor slash big game hunter slash mental patient. It's much simpler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, JJ wonders if a taxidermist would know how to remove eyeballs. Like, yeah. No, they just... You're from rural Pennsylvania. Have you never seen old withered up eyeballs in their taxidermy? I'm like, come on, JJ. You're telling me nobody in JJ's family had a deer head mounted on the wall? Like 80% of people here have a deer head mounted on their wall. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they know how to remove an eyeball. Uh, Garcia calls and tells them that the first victim had recently written a check to a taxidermist named Lloyd Bulford, Mm. who is now dead of emphysema. Um, Lloyd has a son named Earl who has three counts of animal cruelty and some petty theft Mm. on his record. Mm -hmm. Uh, so then we cut to Earl who is, I don't know the actor's name, but one of those guys that's been in. In everything. So much stuff. Yeah. I kept, it was really throwing me off because Bulford rhymes with my maiden name. And so when everyone's (laughs) saying it really quickly, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Todd, I don't know how to say his name. Todd Guybenhain. Sure. Plays Earl. He was in Malcolm in the Middle. And yeah, like one episode of every TV show that's ever yeah. been on TV. Weeds, my name is Earl, CSI, yeah. Dexter. True Detective. <laughs> oh, he was on Raising Hope for like the whole thing. I never watched that show though. Oh, I watched part of that. Was that good? Uh, it started out being good and mm-hmm. then I got bored with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in Galaxy Quest as teen in the bathroom number two. Ah, perfect. That's You know what? I don't want to be an actor, but if I was ever going to be in something, that's the kind of credit I would want. Yeah. It that's would be true. great. That is a great movie. Yes. Um, so Earl is cleaning out the deer's eye cavity, mm-hmm. clearly because he knows how to remove eyes, mm-hmm. while ignoring a call from the bank, which informs us that he's about to lose his store. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it's a very expository message that yeah. the bank <laughs> leaves on the answering machine. He's in dire financial straits in yes. every aspect of his life. He remembers John coming in and yelling at him about the eyes on his taxidermied bobcat, mm-hmm. which are fully looking in opposite directions. You can't do eyes. You can't do eyes. <laughs> and then he grabs a big ashtray and bludgeons John with it and mm-hmm. never cleaned up the blood because the blood stain's still on the floor and that's what he's staring at while he reminisces mm-hmm. about this interaction. Yes. But yeah, the bobcat's eyes are... They're bad. They're bad. And this guy's got he's every like, stress... He's like, yes, I can! Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you, you can't, sir. <laughs> it's okay to admit when you're... You don't have to be good at everything. Yeah. Um, he's got like every classic stressor there is, like dead relative, financial strain, Trouble at work. Yeah. Like if they just throw in a crappy relationship, it's like, well, what isn't wrong in this guy's life? Yeah. Uh, the team f- heads out to find Earl um, and Garcia informs them that Earl's mother died. Earl was kicked out of school and there's really no record of him since then. He was totally dependent on his dad, like lived with him, worked for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Earl is, isn't at his shop and neither is the van. Morgan spots the blood stain on the floor and breaks in. Uh, they clear the shop and they find the bobcat, which now has 
preserved mm-hmm. human eyeballs. Yes. They're bright blue. Absolutely and terrifying. They're, they're very they're huge. big. They're and huge. it is it, I know it's it like is cue balls. <laughs> I know it is supposed to be alarming, but it is the funniest reveal. Uh-huh. I just this you poor can't even express. <laughs> like, I hope you're gonna be posting a picture oh, of yeah. the bobcat. I am yeah. It's, it's I just I can't a lot to see. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, he looks like a cartoon character. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god, I was dying because it's like the big reveal, and he like pulls up, and he's like, "I know what he's doing with the eyes," and like pulls the blanket <laughs> away, and you just see the bobcat, and it's like, and then it cuts to commercial. Yeah, but yeah, then we get come back, and Prentice and Morgan look through the shop. They realize how isolated Earl has been, and they're like, "No wonder he's a psychopath." Yeah, um, Earl is delivering a piece to a customer who is really pleased with his work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she turns around. Earl just is like hovering over her, and he's like, "I need something from you," <laughs> and then it cuts like, away. Oh no, is it her eyeballs? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Hotch and the detective find Earl's customer information and head to the house where he was making the delivery. The woman is totally fine. She yeah. said that he was kind of creepy, um, but she just paid the balance, which was apparently what he needed. Yep. And then he left. And that's the worst way to tell somebody that they still owe you a balance. Yeah. Something. Uh, the eyes are glass. Yeah. They note. Mm-hmm. They specifically say, these are glass eyes. <laughs> and then they're like, goodbye. Yeah. Can you imagine this woman? uh, She's just like, is everything okay? Like clearly just got out of the shower. Am I safe? They bust in the house and they're like, was this man here? And she's like, yes. And they look and they're like, the eyes are glass. And then they leave. (laughs) Like what? What are you supposed to be thinking in that situation? Uh, I would be terrified. I would be like, should I stay here? Or is there a psycho on the loose who knows who I am and where I live? I would get up and move away and just start a new life because I don't have enough information. Yeah. With those people who have found the dead body in the wall, I would be their neighbor. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So they find Earl's van and they hear him having a loud scuffle with his latest (laughs) intended victim, Uh like in an alley. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, it's like behind... um, the stuff they put up, like scaffolding for oh, you're right, for like construction scaffolding yeah. and stuff, yeah. Because like it's the sidewalk is all blocked off, but yeah. he like reaches through and grabs her through a tarp or yeah, something. Yeah, because they're like walking past all of that mm-hmm. and just hear this really loud scuffle. Even though yeah. he's managed to get everybody else like silently. She's smart. She pepper sprays him. She yeah. throws the knife. She's like in it. To survive. Yeah. But this just makes you know if you've ever lived in a big city where you have to walk through the really tight scaffolding for big buildings like don't do that yeah uh yeah earl is about to enucleate her without even killing her first yeah apparently he's done fucking around yeah just give me your eyes they're like this is the de-evolution that we needed yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and then hot shows up and he gets to do the tackle because the morgan tackle yeah morgan's in charge so hot gets to do the tackle yeah do you think it's reminding him about why you like this job maybe (laughs) maybe it's like they got the adrenaline rush back Um, Morgan tells Hotch that next time he really needs to wait for backup. And Hotch is like, you wouldn't have done that. And Morgan's like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would not have. Yeah. And this poor woman, he somehow in this scuffle has got the clockwork orange things on her eyelids to keep her eyes open. Yeah. Even though they've been like rolling in the dirt. Uh-huh. You can he's, just snap those on. It's no like big deal. pushed it into her eyes like, oh my God, this guy is good. 
Uh, why? He's why great with the eyes. <laughs> you know what would be easier than doing that? Slicing somebody's carotid. Yeah. I just, I, why would you? Why it's got to be time? so hard to do that. Right? <laughs> While to someone's trying to, somebody's trying to you get back. away. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> There's no way. No. I don't believe it. Um, but yeah, uh, JJ calls Garcia to check in on the special project. And Garcia's like, it's going well while she's taking <laughs> photos of herself. <laughs> and I was like, is she making him a scrapbook? Because <laughs> this is 2009 and scrapbooking was big. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Uh, so Earl is brought into the station where he just creepily looks at JJ and goes, you got real pretty eyes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to like, get him out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, as you should get him out. Like, just throw a stapler at him or something. <laughs> uh, Morgan goes to Bina's house and tells the sister that he ha- that they found Bina's eyes and that they will be sent to the funeral home so they can put her to rest and yes. everything. Thank just- God. I was kind of concerned that Morgan was on the doorstep with a jar of ice. <laughs> <laughs> we found them. <laughs> just like... like- <laughs> <laughs> they can be sent to the funeral home of your choice. And I was like, oh, thank God. Not even just going to hand them over. Not even in a jar. Just a handful <laughs> of eyeballs. Which ones are your sisters? Loose eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just sift through these and find the ones you want. Uh, then we get our second quote. Uh, Dwell in peace in the home of your own being and the messenger of death will not be able to touch you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So back at the BAU office, Morgan and Garcia wonder why Hotch is still working late when he doesn't have to do reports anymore. And you're like, okay, well, you masters of psychology, I bet he is secretly working on the Foyette case. And also, he probably feels safer sitting at the office than in his home where he was stabbed Mm -hmm. nine times. Like, get out of here, you crazy. You don't have all this extra stuff to do. Like, if you had been attacked in your own home, and I assume he's still living in the same place because it's Why Hotch and, like, yeah. I mean, the D.C. real estate. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Can't be that easy just to find somewhere else to move. Um, but, no, like, wouldn't you feel safer being at your office? I'd be sleeping in, in my FBI? office. Yeah, like, I would never go home. No. I would just live there all the time. And they're mm-hmm. like, That's so weird. Why would he still be here? Yeah. You're like, Because he is scared mm-hmm. and also because he's obsessed with this case and he's literally just sitting in his office staring at a picture of Foyette well, it's, it's, it's quote-unquote working on the case it's just him looking directly know, at a picture not, of Foyette the file's not even open no it's just his picture paper clipped onto the front of the file and it's one of those like just the desk lamp is on no overhead light and he's yeah, just staring just directly staring at it and you're like this man is not well um <laughs> But yeah, Garcia sees the necklace from Tamara on Morgan's desk and she's like, um, what is that? And he's like, you don't know all my stuff. I have a lot of stuff you haven't even seen before, Garcia. Don't worry about it. (laughs) There's nothing weird going on here. Yeah, everything's fine. I've always had this giant silver cross necklace. (laughs) Um, But uh, Garcia is like, sure, okay. Anyway, I have a surprise for you. (laughs) And she takes him down to the office that she set up for Morgan, complete with a drawer full of toys and a framed picture of herself. Yes. Which is normal. You know what Um, bothered me about this? Yes. I know Garcia did all the legwork in the setting things up and stuff. Yeah. But this was JJ's idea. Yes. And JJ orchestrated it, but Garcia's like, look what I did for you. Look what I did by myself with no help I'm such a good friend. This was my idea. Yes. Yeah, not just, even just like, look what we did for you. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. That annoyed me. But yeah, he loves it and he's so happy that he calls Tamara to take her up on her drink offer. Like, no. No, Morgan. No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but there we are. 
There we are, ending with Morgan's bad life decisions. Yeah. Um, well, where would you like to start? <laughs> <laughs> Statistics? We got a yeah. white man. Yeah. 10 to 1, so uh, 91% white men now um, for season 5. Overall, we're 94 to 18, bringing us in at a shocking 83.9% white <laughs> men overall. Um, now, this profile, as far as accuracy, plausibility, and helpfulness on a scale of 1 to 10, they like subtly got things accurate in a roundabout way when you look back on it, if yeah. you know what I mean. Um. Like they say, um, oh, which which part was it specifically? Not the hunting background, not the car. There was like one line that now I'm not going to remember. Was um, it the medical background part? Maybe. Where they're like, oh, but he fell short. He has some... Some medical training. Oh, it was the large kill zone indicating a travel pattern in his life, which was his deliveries. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they're like sneaking little things in this time. Like it wasn't as overt. Like they didn't hit you on the head with like exactly what everything was. But there were ways it was like, oh, okay, this fits in ways I wasn't expecting it to fit. Yeah. You know, in the details of it. I don't know. You got to be vague enough. Right. That it's like, like a broken clock's always right twice a day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like tarot card readings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're vague enough, people will be like, oh my gosh, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's not their worst profile. No. Not their best, not their The worst. only thing that they were like totally blatantly wrong about was the medical professional thing. Yeah. He does have anatomy, an anatomy background though. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. But if you're telling people look for people with medical training, they are not going to think of a A taxidermist. No, not at all. I would have thought if he's keeping and preserving the eyeballs, I would have thought like mortician first before taxidermist. Yeah. Personally, but it's not the circles I run in. Yeah. And like also, I mean, I guess if you'd be really into eyes, if you were an eye doctor, but I don't know that a large part of your medical training is, an ophthalmologist involves how to effectively scoop out <laughs> an true. eyeball. They're usually more invested in keeping them in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that's like the you know most minimal part of your job because you'd be trying to fix it. Yeah, very <laughs> more true. So. Very true. But overall, not bad. It's I'd not a bad like profile. A six maybe. Yeah, not terrible. But what it's, a what a wild ride. Yeah. Really all over the place there. Yeah, yeah. this one was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you like funny, boy, have I got an episode for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we are going to be talking about The Performer, which we have had the pleasure of talking about before with our friends at the Unsubs podcast. Yeah. And we're now catching up and we'll be talking about it again. Um, I'm so excited. It's... That's a good one. We've got a few good ones in a row coming up here for season five as we get towards the 100th episode. Uh, yeah. Season five's a good one. Yeah. 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 We've got and a lot of good ones we're, here. We're getting to a good peak here. There's a, a, a few good ones in a row, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, 
Yeah. Are you looking at the list now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, we do have a rash of good ones mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. We sure do. Um, and another long, long season, but six months from now when we're wrapping it up. <laughs> uh, well, wherever you're listening, be sure to leave a five-star review. You can find us on Instagram at the unsub is a white man, and you can find us on TikTok under the same. Still waiting on those TikTok tips, people. We <laughs> have little old ladies here who don't know what we're doing. Uh, you can find our merch on Redbubble. If you get any, be sure you tag us. We'll share you to our stories. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood, and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next week, we'll be hanging out in Morgan's office playing with his drawer of toys.